Valley Church. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad to have you with us today. Whether you're watching live on Sunday morning or you're watching sometime on demand throughout the week, we are just glad that you decided to join us. If you don't know who we are, my name is Pastor Emma. This is Pastor Beth. And of course, we got baby Moore in there too, yes, making a serious appearance. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Looking so good. And we're just glad that you're here. We're glad that you're joining us. We're glad that you're tuned in. And listen, it's going to be a great day in church. It's going to be a great day. We've got an amazing service ahead of us today. And if you are watching live in the chat right now, we want to get to know you. And our amazing host team is going to be putting in a little button in there that says connect with us. So why don't you click that button and just connect with us. Fill out a connect card. Let us know who we are so that we can get to know you. But it's also not too late to invite someone to this service. So if you know someone that may want to tune in today and, and you don't want them to miss out, just make sure that you click that button and share the service with someone that would really love to watch it today. And if you're watching later in the week, it's still not too late to invite. So why don't you take the, the link to this YouTube video and even just text it to a friend or post it on Facebook. I think it could really encourage someone today. Yeah, it is so easy to invite people right now. It's so easy to subscribe on YouTube. It's so easy to put a comment in the comment section just to encourage somebody. But honestly, invite somebody out to church. What is the worst that could happen if you send a link over? Um, you know, Nothing. Like, nothing bad is <laughs> yeah, going to happen exactly. to you if you send a link over. People need uh, Jesus in this time more than ever before. So why don't you just invite them over to church uh, today? It's going to be so good. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's time to worship. It is. And that's one of my favorite parts of the service. So when you're watching right now, even if you are at home and it may look a little bit different for you, why don't you just get comfortable right now? Why don't you stand up wherever you are and, and really just take this time to lean into the presence of God in your living rooms across the city, across Canada. We're really believing it's going to be a powerful time of worship together today. Come on, church, we're going to sing this together this morning. We're going to start our service with a time of worship here today. We're really excited to sing with you. So wherever you find yourself, why don't you stand up? Why don't you put your hands together? Why don't we move around a little bit and sing this with one voice as a church today? Arise, my soul. Thank you. 
of worship, we pause for a minute to just look back over the praise reports that have come in in this past week and the prayer requests that have come in in this past week. And so we've got a few, we actually had quite a few this week, but I'm only going to read off a couple for us here today. And it doesn't cover all that have come in, but it just kind of highlights some of the ones that have come in. And so I'm going to get my phone up here. I wrote them down because I can't remember all four. It seems like it should be easy, but it's not. Listen, someone's thankful for a new job. How great is that? Somebody's walking into a new job in this season where people are looking for jobs right now. So we can celebrate that, church. You can put your hands together wherever you are today. Someone else is thankful for connect groups. How great is it to be in a connect group in this season? We also got prayer requests coming in this week. Here's two. We're praying for provision for someone who needs their first month of rent paid. Come on, we're going to be praying alongside that one. And uh, we're praying for someone whose sister was admitted to the ICU just this morning. So we're going to be praying along each one of these things. And again, these are just a small representation of what is uh, needed in our church, the needs that exist. And hey, if you've got a need here today, uh, there's an opportunity. You can go to slatechurch.com slash prayer, and you can submit your own prayer request. And we'd love to pray over those in, at prayer morning and here on a Sunday. But we're going to actually pray over them today. And so, you know what? It just as a symbol to stand alongside these people in faith, why don't you reach your hand out towards whatever screen you're watching this on. And if you've got a need of your own today, and you want to just have a little bit of faith to say, God, I've got this need, and I want it represented here, why don't you raise your other hand towards the screen? We're going to pray over those today as well. God, we love you. Thank you so much for a time to gather like this, to worship your name, to lift you up in praise, and to take a moment to pause and to pray over all the things that exist in our church, in our society. God, you see all that's going on, and you know it even deeper than we know it, God. And so we just want to lift up uh, today both the good and the bad. Thank you for providing uh, jobs and apartments for people, God. But we also pray for provision in situations, God, for healing in situations and practical provision, whether that be financial or whatever that looks like. God, we just ask that you would 
provide in these situations. We love you, Jesus. We thank you again that we can even bring these needs to you today. And for every uh, request represented on the screen that we didn't talk about here, God, I thank you that you see those, that you love those people, and that you're moving in each situation. And I just ask that as we gather here today, God, that we would come with faith for what you're going to do in each of our lives. Amen and amen. you God we give you glory we praise you Lord give you glory for all you've brought me through and now I'm ready for whatever you want to do I'm moving forward to follow after you and now I'm ready for whatever you want to do let's sing this together your presence your presence is an open door we want you Lord like never before your presence your presence is an open door, so come now, Lord, like never before. Thank you, Jesus. In every season, your grace has been to come the cross before me my hope on things above and in you Jesus the best is yet to come your presence your presence is an open door we want you
You know, I love that we get to worship together and take that time just to, to, to stand there and worship God and enter into that. You know, whether you're standing in your living room worshiping God or someday I'm believing for standing in a room of hundreds of people again worshiping God, He is with you wherever you are and we get to praise His name. How good is that? Come on. Listen, I love that we get to also talk about giving. It's an extension of our worship here at church. And, and we talk about giving financially every single week. And it's not because the church is after your money. That is not what this time is about. It is an extension of our faith. Getting our finances right, giving back to God out of what God has given to us is an extension of our faith. You know, in Proverbs 3, 9, it talks about honoring the Lord with our wealth. And I just want to encourage you with that today, church, that we get to honor God with with our wealth, with what he has given to us, we get to give back to him, continue the mission of God, continue to grow this kingdom that he has brought, and continue to see Slate Church, to see people who are far from God come into relationship with him. We love that we get to be a part of it. So listen, there are many different ways you can give. They are coming up on the screen right now. And so I just encourage you, why don't you do that? Why don't you consider that? Why don't you think about that? If you, if you want to give online, you can. If you want to do text to tithe, you can do that. As I said, they're coming up on the screen. Why don't we just pray right now for our giving today? God, I thank you that we can faithfully give to you, Lord, that you've given us so much and that we get to give out of that, God. So I just pray right now for, for all of the finances coming in today and throughout this week, Lord. I just pray you would bless them, God, multiply them and, and use them. Help us use them to see your kingdom move forward. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, listen, church, we are glad to have you tuning in and joining us today from wherever you are. You know, the world uh, is looking like a bit of a crazy place right now. Ontario's going through a lot of things right now where we are situated in Waterloo. And we know this is not easy. We know this, this is not an easy time for so many people. So we just want to let you know that we are with you. We are for you. We love you so much. You know, we're doing everything we can here in the studios. We're recording. We're following everything. We're doing shifts. We're doing whatever it takes to make sure that church is happening every single week, that the good news of Jesus is proclaimed every single week. And listen, we know you're doing the same to make sure that your family is healthy and happy and whatever you need to do. And I just wanted to say that we are cheering you on with that as well. And we're here for you. We love you. Listen, if you are watching live right now, right in the chat, why don't you just say hello to somebody? Why don't you just uh, make your presence known and just engage in that way? Because we are part of a much bigger community than what it looks like in your living room if you're looking around right now. You are a part of something much bigger than yourself. Listen, we want to extend an invite as well to prayer mornings. At this time, prayer is so important. Every single Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m., we gather virtually to, together to pray, to worship God, to pray over your prayer requests, to thank God for what he is doing. And so we just want to invite you to join us. If you go to slatechurch.com slash prayer, you can join us and get more information there. Another thing I want to encourage you to do is follow us on social media, on all of our platforms, on Instagram, on Facebook. Check out our website. You are going to want to know what is going on because there is a lot happening coming up. We're announcing a new series next week. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. I know what's happening with it, and I can't wait to let you in on that. 
You know, maybe you've been wondering, hey, where are Pastor Luke and Victoria? Listen, they were taking a much-deserved trip over the Christmas holidays uh, back home to Sweden. They've been back. They're quarantining. They're doing all the things that they need to do. But listen, they're going to be back with us next week. And we actually also have a special announcement next week as lead pastors. So make sure that you are joining us next week as well. But listen, without further ado, we're going into another segment of our service. It is called The Interview. It is so great. And listen, you know, Pastor Jared does a fantastic job with these interviews. He is always so good. I love Pastor Jared so much. But I do have to say that I think his better half is going to be joining us today to do the interview. And we have a really special guest. I'm so excited to hear her story. So why don't you tune in to this now? Well, thanks, Pastor Emma, for that wonderful intro. I'm so excited for this next part of our service because it's always one of my favorite parts. It's always so encouraging to be able to hear from someone in our church and their story of just the ways that God has moved over their life. And today we've got someone incredible with us. She's someone that's typically actually behind the cameras that we use to film every single week in our studio. And she's just been serving so faithfully on our studio team. But today we've got her on this side of the camera. And I'm excited for you to all be able to meet her. Her name is Michaela Helenga. Why don't you give her a round of applause this morning or whenever you're watching? Hello. Welcome, Michaela. We're so Thank glad you. to have you today. Thank you. It's good to see you, even in all black today. If you, Thank you. If you don't know, Michaela was actually filming today before she jumped on this side to be able to participate in our interview. So yeah. thank you for just being here with us today. And why don't you just jump right in and tell us a little bit about how God has moved in your life, what your faith journey has looked like so far. Sure. Uh, so I grew up in a Christian household. I've gone to church all my life. I went to Christian elementary school, Christian high school. Um, and I know some people talk about, oh, there was this defining moment that directed me to God or really wanted to solidify my faith. I don't have necessarily one big, big moment. I kind of have like smaller God moments, but all of them have led me to the same place. Um, I would say the first one was when I was really young. We went on a trip to the Grand Canyon as my family. And we did something probably you're not supposed to do. We found a gap in the fence and we like climbed and we're sitting right on the edge. Like we were throwing pebbles and our feet were hanging off. Um, but I really worship God through nature. And so just being there like, I mean, nothing screams more glory of God than being on the Grand Canyon. And we, my, my family loves to sing, so we were singing Amazing Grace, and it was just like this amazing God moment. Um, the next one, I went on a, uh, a mission trip to Paraguay when I was in undergrad. And um, I mean, you talk about, again, another glorifying God moment. We were able to serve the community. I really feel called by God to serve. And so just being able to reach out, like see tangible evidence of us, like helping build a school or helping play with kids and just actually helping them grow in their real, uh, spiritual journey. It was really, really beautiful. Um, and the last one actually was just, or the last kind of one that I would I would put on a list of God moments for me. There's many. I see him acting all the time in my days. But um, the last one was actually just this past October. Uh, I was feeling the full effects of COVID. I was really, really isolated, not in a good mental space, very, very sad and lonely. And on a whim, well, not a whim, obviously, because God probably directed me to do it, um, I reached out to one of our 
integral Slate members, David Clumpus, and was like, hey, can you get me involved with Slate? And I think it was within probably three days, I had a connect group, I was on studio, I was booked to do video, I was like, all of the things. I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, I guess God wants me to be here, okay. And I mean, I haven't looked back, like it was, I, I mean, he answered my prayers for the past like months, like word by word. And it was just like really, really cool to see what he was doing. That's so, so. incredible. Yeah. And I also love that you would say that it's been multiple moments over your oh, faith yeah. journey. Because yeah. I think for so many people, it can be like, I don't feel like I have that one defining moment. Yeah. But that's kind of what it looks like to track over time in a relationship with yeah. God. It's a journey. And he yeah. kind of reveals himself in so many ways. But I guess right now, for people that might be in that spot that you were in back in October, mm -hmm. where you just felt so isolated and you were feeling yeah. the effects of COVID, what would you just, just say to someone right now that would be maybe identifying themselves as, as in that position of just feeling really isolated, just yeah. feeling disconnected from people? What would be your advice to them? Um, so like I said, uh, it was probably three days. It took three days from me contacting David to getting caught up. And I had a meeting on that third day where I was pr first booked into being a camera operator. And literally when I hung up that meeting, I just like felt God's hands saying like, I got you. It's okay. Trust me. We got through this. You like I definitely learned lessons while I was kind of off wandering, you could say. Um, but he just wrapped me in a hug and was like, "It's okay. I brought you back. You're good." And it was yeah, it was really really cool. So I would say, "Don't worry. <laughs> He'll find you. He's there. He hasn't left." And um, just remember like ask out for help if he needs it. Yeah. That's so good, Michaela. Yeah. We're so grateful that you said yes back in October, <laughs> just getting plugged in because we couldn't imagine our studio team without you. So thank you so much for just your faithfulness in that and your faithfulness even to be able to share some of your experience today. I know that it will encourage someone that's maybe in that spot right now feeling a little bit isolated. So we really appreciate you sharing today. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. Thanks so much. Well, I'm excited for this next part of our service where we get to hear a little bit about what's going on in Slate Church. So I'll pass it back over to Pastor Emma. What a great interview. You know I love that part of our service so much. Just hearing someone's testimony, hearing about what God has done in their life. I, I, I love that every single week we get to be encouraged by that. So why don't we just say thank you in the chat right now if you're watching live for that time together. You know, now we're headed into the message portion. And I'm definitely uh, partial to this speaker. I love him a lot both uh, with his preaching but also just who he is as a person and I'm excited for you to, to be able to tune in and hear what he is going to be talking about today what God's put on his heart to share with us and I just encourage you right now wherever you are why don't you just get ready why don't you get ready why don't you get to the edge of your seat why don't you sit up a little bit and engage and be ready for what God is going to do in your life today because I believe this is a message for you and why don't we just welcome Pastor Brandon as he gives this word today Hey, 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 welcome Slate Church. You've already been welcome, but uh, welcome to the message, all right? Really um, uh, excited. It, you know, there's certain things you say as a, as a preacher that just like flaw off your tongue and you're like, why am I saying that? You wanna take it back and then you're like, should we take another cut? But the truth is, is that we're one hit wonders here at Slate Church. We don't cut anything, it's all raw, right? And so I am excited about the message because I think that it can be applicable to the life that you're living right now. And any message that's gonna hit you in the right way is going to be applicable. 
But I really want to talk about some of the things that we find ourselves in right now. I want to talk about some of the places that we find ourselves, some of the context we find ourselves. And I don't want to go shallow. I want to go deep today. There might be some uh, spicy content. Uh, there might be some stuff that you, you want to write down. My encouragement to you is to lean in because I really believe that God's word is going to speak to us today. And I'm coming at you with another simple message because I'm going to take one verse, I'm going to expound on it, and I think that it's really going to bless us in the season we find ourselves in right now. So get ready. I put hairspray in my hair tonight, this morning if you're watching it then, and so I'm feeling really good about this one, all right? And it's mainly because my barber is not open and now I'm resorting to hairspray. But that's another story whatsoever. Let's pray for this message. Okay. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that, uh, man, despite everything that we've been through, everything that we're going through, everything that we're worried about, everything that we're fearful for, or for, for some of us, I mean, we're single and, and really this is just a time to get away from other people maybe. Um, whatever our context is, God, we hand it over to you because we desperately need you, Jesus. That's what we need. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you drop amen in the chat? Remember, as you're watching on your screen, sometimes it's easier to just, um, just watch along. But it's actually vitally important to build community in every way that we can right now. And some of the best ways that you can do that is actually drop some stuff in the, the comment section as you're watching. If you're watching with your family right now, and I know some of us, we, we watch in groups or with our families, and we're watching on the TV, still pull out your phone, enter into the chat, join in with everybody else, because it's actually a way to get more out of what's about to happen. And if you're watching on demand, so you're on our YouTube channel, uh, it really helps the algorithm, if you just drop comments and likes and everything else in the comment section on our, our, on our thing there. So uh, drop an amen there. Drop a, that's good. And actually, we said this last week, and I checked on the video last week. There are so many more comments. We're just so thankful for everybody that's faithful in getting the word out about what God's doing through Slate Church. Okay, if you're taking notes, the title today is Passing the Vibe Check. All right, some of you like, aren't even going to understand that at all, and that's totally fine. But uh, if, if you do understand it, I mean, everybody's going to get it in the end. Passing the vibe check. You know, I want to talk to the specific place we find ourselves as a society. Truthfully, um, I, I haven't spoken since the Capitol Hill riots. And uh, I want to tell you what my first reaction was, honestly, as a pastor, okay? Not as uh, anything other than a pastor, okay? I see this, uh, the, the riots happening and, and they're, they're breaking into the, the Capitol and everything else. And honestly, the first thought that went through my head was, we don't need another thing to divide our church. Our church, the church, we don't need another thing that will divide us. Now, why is that the first thing that comes through a pastor's mind, a pastor's heart? Because unfortunately, what I've seen and experienced and talked to colleagues about is that 2020 has actually been a year that, 2020 was a year that absolutely divided parts of the church. Now listen, church, I don't want to pretend like that's happened completely in our church. In fact, I think that there is still a lot of unity, but I want to get rid of the disunity today and give us a better way forward than social media is giving us, passing the vibe check today in today's society. I, I really believe that moving forward, we can have a better way through these narratives and these conversations. I told you in the first message of this year that nothing has changed. We're still in the thick of a bunch of disunity in our world and polarization and media channels that can't tell the truth and all the rest, and we are still in the thick of it. And yet when Jesus comes, everything can change. And so today, 
I'm about to speak a Jesus message. Because I believe that the way out of the junk that we find ourselves in, the way through the stuff we find ourselves in, is actually in Jesus Christ. You know, I was preparing for this message, um, and I was, I was praying over it and going through it today, and I was like, how long are you going to be gone for? And I went for a walk in the woods, and I was like, I don't know, I'll be like an hour. And uh, truthfully, I'm like, when I go into sermon prep zone, especially if I go on a walk, I just get like in my own head. And it's really easy for me to tune out all of my surroundings. Well, before you know it, I have walked four kilometers in a direction I did not intend to go. I got myself lost. I was trying to get back. I didn't know where I was. I found a picture of a cool tree, which we'll put up on the screen just so you can share in the joy with me. It's actually kind of creepy. And at the end of the day, I'm like, my goodness, I've lost my way. And what I want to talk about today is how do we find our way? How do we find our way through the the mess and the mire and the wilderness that we find ourselves in? And I believe the answer is in a simple verse found in John chapter 14, verse 6. And to give you a little bit of context, Jesus is being asked by one of his disciples a little bit about where Jesus is going to go after he dies. And, and of course, this disciple doesn't have all of that context that we have, but Jesus does. And Jesus begins to answer his question. And uh, in verse 5, actually, Thomas, one of his disciples, his closest followers, said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Listen, this isn't really the question I'm asking Jesus today, but I am asking Jesus the question, where is the way through the mess we find ourselves in? How do we pass the Christian vibe check? How many of you are on the other side of social media when all this stuff is happening and you're just scared to type anything at all because you know somebody is going to have something to say about it and they're going to bring it out of context and they're going to take it out of context and you're going to find yourself there going like, I just want to preach Jesus and yet, and, and the love of God and yet this is what I have to deal with. And so I have similar question, questions for Jesus and I think the answer is the same. Where is Jesus? How do, we, how do we know the way to him? How do we know the way to follow him through the mess we find ourselves in? In John chapter six, it's very simple. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Come on, what a simple verse to focus on today as we find ourselves in a cultural climate that sometimes seems unbearable from a social uh, standpoint. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to tackle this exactly in the way that Jesus said it. In fact, I think I spoke on on this passage not too long ago, but I really believe that it is going to speak to us in this climate. See, Jesus says, I am the way. Our society today doesn't like exclusive things. Our society today doesn't want us to make ultimate truth claims. Our society today doesn't want to um, uh, settle down on one thing because we want to leave our possibilities open. And yet what we need to realize in the cultural climate we find ourselves in is that we need to decide whether or not Jesus is the way. Do you believe today that Jesus is the way? Brandon, do I believe that Jesus is the way? Because the moment you make that decision is the moment that other things can change. The truth is, is that a lot of us, we approach these scenarios and the things going on in our society and we see a riot happening here and a riot happening there and a, an election here and, 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 a, and a, you know, um, a, a, a not a, a smooth tra- transition of power here. And we want to speak at these things and, and all of a sudden all these voices start to fill our heads. 
All of a sudden, the voices of, of, of so-and-so on social media and so-and-so on the news and so-and-so at work and so-and-so a family member start to come into our minds. And we start navigating the mire before us and we start to choose a pathway through the forest of the, of the wilderness that we find ourselves in and we choose pathways that just kind of keep us in the bumper zone. We want to pass the vibe check, if you will. And we want to just, just want to snake through it a little bit so that we can actually just get to the other side unscathed. Unfortunately, those voices might have nothing to do with the voice of Jesus. And when Jesus says, I am the way, he's making a truth claim. He's saying, listen, I am the only way to get to where you want to be. See, everybody on this planet is trying to earn their salvation, whether they believe in the message of Jesus or not. Everybody in this world, in this world has some narrative uh, forming that, that has to do with, with earning salvation that unless we begin to understand that salvation is only through Jesus and we can't, make, we can't save ourselves from the social climate, we can't save ourselves from a lockdown climate, we can't save ourselves from this, we can't sa- the only way that we can make it through is through the salvation of Jesus Christ. We need to understand that Jesus is the way. In Matthew chapter 17, Jesus goes up on a hill and a transfiguration happens. This is a, a very complex event that happens and uh, within Christianity, it's a very significant uh, moment where two Bible characters or, or heroes of old come back into the picture, Moses and Elijah, and they're there with Jesus. And Peter, one of Jesus' closest disciples, is like, oh my goodness, can we set up tents and stay in this moment forever? Hasn't there been a moment with God where you just wanted to stay in it forever? Potentially back up until February of last year, and you're just, I just wanted to stay in that moment forever. And yet Jesus lifts up the head of Peter and James and John who are with him. And all of a sudden, the only person that there is there is Jesus. Only Jesus. And this is significant because Moses represented the law. And Elijah represented the prophets. And yet Jesus is the only one there because he's saying the law and the prophets cannot save you, but I, Jesus Christ, can And the truth is, is that when we're walking through things and wanting to hold on to things that have happened in the past with God, Jesus is there to lift up our heads and say, listen, you don't need that voice and you don't need that voice as much as you need my voice to find salvation in the wilderness that you find yourself in. I am the way. Jesus is making an exclusive statement. So what you need to know about faith is that our faith is that we are certainly inclusive of all people because Jesus was but we are exclusive with the truth that the only thing that is going to save our world is Jesus Christ, who paid a price for our sins that we couldn't pay for ourselves. There's no other way to earn your salvation except for through Jesus. There's no other way to, to make it through the mire. There's no other way to pass the vibe check. There's no other way to actually get through what you're trying to snake through in the social situations that you find yourself in than trusting in Jesus, he is the ultimate God that will guide you to a better place than what you currently find yourself in. The moment you realize that Jesus is the answer is a moment that you don't need to answer to anyone else. You don't. It doesn't matter what your aunt thinks. It doesn't matter what your professor thinks. It doesn't matter what, listen, God will bring wise voices into your life, but what you need to know today is that his voice is the only voice that can reign supreme over all of the other voices. Now, this is important because Jesus, in John chapter 14, verse 6, doesn't just say that I am the way. He says, I am the way and the truth. He says, I am the truth. 
This is kind of a bold thing to say in a society that says choose your own truth, isn't it? He says, I am the truth. The one thing that I love about this is that when it says that Jesus is the truth, we actually need to start paying attention to what he's saying about the things that are going on in the world at his time or who he is as, a, as, as God, and that needs to inform the way that we perceive the truth in front of us. See, when stuff happens in our worlds, we all have a temptation to choose a part of God's character and analyze it specifically from that part of God's character. So some of us, we grew up in a strict household. So the first thing that we go to is the justice of God. Hey, national riots and that sort of thing. We need the justice of God. Somebody needs to bring down justice. All of a sudden, there's, there's um, uh, riots and protests and that sort of thing over racial reconciliation and that sort of thing. And we come, well, we need justice and all the rest. Well, some of us, we grew up in a very passive household. And so therefore, the part of the character of God that we want to emphasize is peace. It's all about the peace. Like, guys, we just got to keep the peace here. Like, hey, guys, can we can just come to a resolve here? Jesus would just want us to come to a resolve. Some of us, we're the love people because we grew up in the love generation, not the 80s um, we, or, or, or the hippie age. We, we grew up in an age where love reigns reign supreme. I, I want to challenge you. Challenge me on it. I don't, I don't care. Turn on your radio and count the amount of songs that are talking about love, sex, lust, and that sort of thing. It's in our face constantly. In fact, a new Netflix special can't come out with some sort of sexual um, uh, innuendo or scene in it to appease the masses because we are obsessed with our perception of love. And so therefore, our churches have been built on the idea that God is love. And so when it comes to all these social things going on, we want to emphasize love. But Jesus is the truth. And the truth of the matter is, is that love is a part of the character of God? Absolutely. Justice is a part of the character of God? Absolutely. Peace is a part of the character of God. Mercy is a part of the character of God. But one thing that we need to be really careful of is that we do not emphasize one over the other. In fact, theologically, we wouldn't say that justice is a part of the character of God. We would say it this way, that God is justice. Jesus is justice. Jesus is love. Jesus is peace. Jesus is mercy. Jesus is these values that we so highly esteem. And for some of us, they're everything. What we need to realize is that for Jesus, it is everything. It is who he is. We get justice because of who God is. We are the creator and the create, that we are the created. And the creator is the one that set the pace for us to fall in love with those characters of, characteristics of God in the first place. But what we need to understand is that he holds justice and love in the same breath. I want to I say it this way. And, and it's, and it's kind of, it rhymes and that sort of thing. And don't get caught up on that. I want to get you to ca get caught up on the truth of what I'm about to say. If we focus on parts of God's character emphatically, rather than accepting his character holistically, we will alter his mission drastically. Can, can I say that again? If we focus on parts of God's character emphatically, rather than ex accepting his character holistically, we will alter his mission drastically. This might be the most significant thing I say to our cultural moment over the last little bit, because for a lot of us, we want to take parts of God's character 
Okay, we want to take parts of who he is, and we want to diagnose the whole thing based on that one part of his character. Here's the thing. We need more nuanced voices out of the church leading forward so we can actually look at what's going on and call right, right, and wrong, wrong. And you know what? It's time to actually just start sitting in the middle of some stuff and realizing that you don't need to be pushed to the right or to the left. You don't need to be polarized from your neighbor simply because you have a different idea on something that needs to happen. Here's what I think. And here's what I believe about who God is, is that I believe that he would be standing in the middle and people would, Pharisees would want it, be wanting him to bring on more justice and Essenes would be wanting him to bring on more love and yet Jesus would sit in the middle and say, you know what? You know what? There's a way through the middle of this, not because I'm trying to play the game and pass the vibe check, but because I actually know what it means to hold justice and love in tension. You know what I'm looking for from a politician anywhere? It's to say, because on one side you got people saying, right? Listen, to this just your crazy aunt, you know? COVID's not even a thing, you know? It's not even a thing. It's made up by the government, all the rest. That's crazy, okay? Pause. On this side, you got your crazy other aunt, okay? And I've got 10 ants, and if any of you are watching right now, you don't know who I'm talking about, okay? Um, and uh, your crazy other aunt is going like, we got to lock things down now. It's the worst thing that's ever happened in our society. If we don't do this now, we're never going to get it back. And, da, 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 da. and these two sides can't talk to each other. And in the middle, if you even hint on the side of this, all of a sudden you're branded as that crazy aunt. And if you even just say a little bit of thing, and you're just going, how do I pass the vibe? It's time to stop trying to pass the vibe check. It's time to start realizing that we need leaders to stand up and say, listen, COVID is actually a very real thing. And for everybody in our church, I need you to know that I believe COVID is a real thing. I also want you to know that it is not even close to the worst thing that has happened in our world. For those of us that are going through something like this for the first time, we only need to talk to a great-grandfather that experienced war or somebody that went through uh, the Black Plague through a history book. This is not the worst thing that's ever happened in our world. But we need to start being able to hold these things in tandem so we can actually walk through because it's not either or. The characteristics of God are not either or. We need to be a little bit more nuanced in realizing that we've got to have justice, but we also need love. See, some of us, we're trying to change the entire world out of our Instagram pages. The truth is, is that you need to just relax. Just relax. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expound on this even more into the future. But Jesus needed three years with his disciples. Please stop expecting even our church to fully disciple somebody in three months. <laughs> Jesus needed three years. We need, to, we need some time here because we can't just talk about the, you know, that one thing that you need us to talk about every week. We can't. And by the way, the people that are following on social media can't take it either. Social media. That's a new one. Are you on the social media? I've been thinking about getting on the social media myself, but, you know, the, the twit twat is, you know, whatever. Listen, what I'm trying to say to us today, church, is that we need to have a light, a light guiding us that is much brighter than ourselves. How in the world do you begin to understand the truth of God in the midst of everything that's going on? Well, John just doesn't have this to say about Jesus in John 14, 6, where I am the way, the truth, and the life. But in John 8, 32, 
It says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's comforting, but where do we find the truth? In John 16, 13, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. You start to begin to piece this all together and you see that the spirit is truth and the word is truth. And the thing is, is that if we're not in our word and we're not praying to the spirit to reveal what the word says to us, we will be left without the truth and the nuances of how to make it through this season because we are not looking in the right direction at all. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. See, guys, if we want to experience real life in 2020, one of the things that we need to start emphasizing in our own lives is Jesus as the center. The biggest thing that I see out of a lot of my friends and brothers and sisters of the faith is that we're trying to solve the world's issues without God. We're trying to lead our businesses without God. We're trying to lead our families without God. And here's the thing. I love Gary Vaynerchuk and some of the sound bites I hear from there. But if you're trying to lead your business like Gary Vaynerchuk, you need to lead your business as God would lead your business. It's great. You, you know, I heard, you heard so-and-so on Focus on the Family and telling you about your family. That's great. But have you heard from Jesus about your family? And that's great that you have an opinion about what should and shouldn't have happened in the protests around racial reconciliation. And it's great that you've got some opinion about what uh, they should or shouldn't have done when it came to storming the Capitol Hill. But at the end of the day, have you prayed about it? Church, we gotta get back to the basics if we're gonna receive life in this world. We gotta realize that Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And when we accept those things, he becomes our life. Jesus is why we exist, to glorify him always. Listen, if you just heard a lot about Jesus here and you're going, man, this guy really loves Jesus. Yes, I do. And I'm getting sick and tired of the church fragmenting itself for other pursuits. We need to unify ourselves in the name of Jesus so that Jesus can reign, reign on this earth and, 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 and the kingdom of God can come and manifest itself here on earth. Church, Jesus is the only thing that really matters. So if you're watching today and you've never met Jesus and you're going, I'm also sick of the cultural climate that I find myself in and this seems like a better alternative. I'm telling you, it's not just a better alternative. It is the only way. I wanna give you the opportunity to respond and you might think, well, I've heard lots of weird stuff about Christianity. Just throw it all out. Here's, like, here's what you need to know. Jesus, this is Jesus. He says, speaking about everything that's going on, right? He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. John says it elsewhere, that for, the God, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will receive everlasting life. What you need to know is that you don't have to get your life together. You don't have to get on the Christian. You don't need to learn the Christian lingo. All you need to do is receive Jesus' death and resurrection. He died on a cross for your sins to pay a price that you could not pay for yourself, to redeem you from your sins so you could be brought back in a right relationship with God. You don't do, need to do anything to be accepted by him, but to accept what he's done for you. He'll take care of the rest later. But if that's you today and you wanna make that decision, I wanna lead you in, in a prayer. 
So if you're making that decision and you're watching live, there's actually a button you can say, I want to, you know, it says raise hand. I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. But if you're watching on demand, just I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, thank you for everybody that's realizing that there's a different way. We have to concern ourselves with what everybody else thinks about us, but we just need to realize that when we come into the family of God, the only opinion that at the end of the day matters is what you think of us and you see us as your sons and daughters. You see us as if we were Jesus Christ because of, the, the, of what we've accepted that he's done. And so right now, God, anybody making this decision, I pray that you'd fill them with your spirit. And God, I pray that you would lead them into that everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I want to pray for the rest of us that 2021, we're three weeks in, three Sundays in, and you're just feeling exhausted. Can I encourage you? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And it's not that complicated. Can I pray for you today, church? Jesus, we are a bunch of worn out people. Some of us, we're, we're doing okay. But a lot of us, we're looking at everything going on and we're just, we're tired of lockdowns. We're tired of having to come up with an opinion on a vaccine. We're tired of having to figure out what we think about riots and this sort of thing. What are friends gonna think when we really are on their side and all the rest of the stuff. And God, we're just exhausted. For some of us today, we're actually just collapsing into your arms. Today, God, we proclaim over our lives, we accept this truth and this reality that you are the way you are the truth and you are the life. Jesus, bring unity to the church and bring unity to our church. In your name, amen. Church, can we stand up wherever we find ourselves? We're gonna worship and praise the name of Jesus. Jesus, our redemption, our salvation is in his blood. Jesus, the light of heaven, our friend forever, and his kingdom comes. So don't, and don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high, don't your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take control, don't be strong. Remember where Everything will thread, repeat the sound 
great message that was from Pastor Brandon. You know, if you're listening live, why don't you just throw in the chat and say thank you to him for that message. I know it really impacted me, and I'm excited to debrief right now with two awesome guys, Silas and Josh. Um, You know, I love, we were chatting just before, and you guys were saying that this time COVID has brought you closer together. I know you guys are roommates. (laughs) So good. You know, I, I was saying, I don't think that a lot of people say COVID has brought us closer together, but it's great to see that in really your, in your yeah, friendship. It's been good. It's good, been good, so good. Well, listen, we're going to debrief a little bit on what Brandon, Pastor Brandon was just talking about. And, uh, you know, he, he was really conveying this idea that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I wonder, w- did one of those stand out to you when he was talking about them? And, and just want to hear some of your thoughts on it. Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Um, definitely the truth. It hit me, like, right in the gut the second he started talking about it. Um... I was talking to Silas about it over there just before we came up. I feel like it's so easy to overcomplicate things um, and to just hear a message like this, just a simple one, but one that just was so, like, so on the money with what I'm feeling right now, with all the news that's going around every day, you pick up your phone, it's something different. To be able to just rest in the fact that I can just take a minute and breathe in any situation and know that Jesus is just it. That's it. End of conversation. He's the truth. I can just come to him whenever I need to, and that's that's just it. It's just it was nice to be just reassured of that. Yeah, tonight. it's so good. It's not complicated. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Silas? Um, for me, it was probably the way. Um, actually, not probably. It it was the way. Um, Brandon, he was like 
going off as he always does when he preaches. And then as he was get going off, I was like getting yeah. more riled up myself because something that I always struggle with, and I know like in our connect group, I talk about this a lot with my boys, is um, control. And I find that the way is just like, we need to realize that God is in control. Yeah. And in all these things that Brandon kept talking about, I just kept hearing control, control, like we're just seeking control in our lives. And we need to be able to release that. And when we release that to God, when we release that control, it's hard to do. It's crazy. And it's like a long process. Um, but that's when like finding the truth is so much easier to distinguish yeah. which way is the truth or not. So and that's when we find true life. And we're just going to be able to find life in the fullest when we're able to release that control to God. And that's just what really stuck out to me because across all these so social circumstances, across COVID and everything, it just all comes back to control. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, we want to hold on to that control so much. Just letting go. There's something so freeing about that. Um, it's great. Yeah. You know, Brandon talked about this idea that Jesus is, um, we have to see God holistically or it changes the mission that he is doing drastically. If we just pull out little parts and pieces of that. You know, when he talked about that idea of seeing God holistically, you know, is there is there something that you would want to encourage people with this week? Or if you're thinking about it for your own life this week, what can you do to see God more holistically? How can, how can you navigate that this week? Um, trying to, for me at least, when I find that I'm in a bit of a rut in the way that I'm seeing things and the way that I'm um, trying to seek God in my life, when I feel like I'm in that rut, I just need to remain consistently inconsistent. Yeah. See, be consistent in finding, like spending that time with God, but be inconsistent in how you're doing it. Try to find different outlets of, um, try drawing, try like doing, reading your Bible and then putting visuals to what you're, what you're reading. Um, try listening to worship, listening to a podcast, a sermon, um, like try doing different things to just not put God in a box of this is how I, experience God. This is how I learn from God. Like, it's not a box. To release that box and be like, God can speak to me through all these facets. Yeah, I, I just that. need to like, see how God speaks to me differently in these other ways. So good. How about for you, Josh? Yeah, mine's similar. And I like that you said, like, we can't put God in a box. Like, he applies to all situations. I know lots of things have just changed for lots of people. Like, me included, I've just found out that I can't be working for the next month or so. So, just realizing that in any situation, there's nothing that God can't do in your life when you turn to Him. It's just, it's just easy to be able to turn to Him instead of taking this over-complicated. I don't want to recycle what I said last time, but no, just, just like, it's just, just so much simpler to just realize that you can turn to Him no matter what you find yourself in. No matter what the government um, is saying or doing, no matter what comes next, no matter what happened before, um, he can be there regardless. Yeah, it's so good. We can't let our limited perspectives uh, affect just our idea of God, but it yeah. sounds like you guys are saying, like, let's just release that. Yeah, so good. Well, listen, church, uh, I'm just so thankful. Can we just, you know, give it up in the chat? Give it up. You know what? You can just clap your hands wherever you are right now for Josh and Silas because it, you know... Good for you. Yeah, kudos to you guys. This is what happens in connect groups every single week where we just kind of debrief what was talked about, uh, uh, what 
impacted us, what stands out for our life, and how we can have that conversation um, with the people that we do life with. So join a Connect group. Get involved in that. Fill out a Connect card, slatechurch.com slash connect. You're not going to regret that. We need people and community in this season. So just join in. Give it a chance. See what happens. I also want to invite you to something called Next Steps. Maybe you are new to Slate Church. Maybe you just made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you just have some questions about what we are all about. Right after, if you're watching live, right after following this service, you're going to see that pop up in the chat. Why don't you follow that link and just meet some of our leaders, get some questions answered, and learn more about who we are as a church. Listen, if you just made that decision to follow Jesus, you are not alone, and we want to answer questions you have. We want to answer things that you might be confused about or, or things that you want to learn more about. Why don't you go ahead and go to slatechurch.com connect again, fill out a connect card. We're not going to harass you or anything like that. We just want to journey with you. You are not alone in this. Listen, it's been a great Sunday. I know you're going to take something from this today. Why don't you go ahead and just have a fantastic day? And listen, families. Sure. The, the kids' content is up. Check it out. Spend some time with your kids. Gather them around. Wrangle them in from wherever they have run off to in your house because they can't sit still this long. And enjoy that with them. It's going to be so great. We'll see you again, church. Hey, Kenzie. How's it going? Good, 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 good. Hi. Slay Kids. Slay Kids is now. Look at the now!